Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. Struggle Creates Strength is a mental health platform exemplifying that everyone has a story. I always say that no two stories are the same, but every story has the potential to help someone else. Now in today's episode, we are joined by 28-year-old Eric Chor. And when I first spoke to Eric and when I first even heard about Eric, I was, honestly, I was beyond excited to bring him on. He is somebody who possesses great strength within their vulnerability. He's somebody who possesses such strength through his past struggles. He's somebody who actually acknowledges the struggles that he's been through and realizes how to work through them. And in this episode, you will see that we definitely dove into some of the, the deeper topics and you really get to hear Eric and hear the struggles that he's been through in his life but you also get to see where he's at now and some of those struggles that he still is facing, but also a lot of the things that he's learned and what he is still trying to learn. And overall, his story is very captivating. It's one that I think may take a lot of people by surprise, but it's also going to help a lot of people. And I seriously just can't thank Eric enough for coming on and advocating mental health and especially being somebody who's in a manager position where they're managing, as he said, upwards of 300 people. And that's not easy. And it's not easy to speak, speak up about your mental health struggles or be put in such a light of vulnerability when you do have so many people looking up to you on an everyday basis. So for Eric to be on and speaking up in this form, I think it just proves how powerful this message is and it proves that anyone can speak up and that there's no shame in it. Eric is embracing his story, embracing his struggles, and I think that he would want you to do the exact same. So now with all this being said, I truly do hope that you enjoy Eric's story. I truly just wanna thank you for, for coming on the podcast and for honestly just being so, being so, strong as cliche as that kind of sounds but it, it truly does make a massive difference and I know that your story will help a lot of people and it, it's funny because we always think that our stories don't necessarily won't maybe won't make a huge impact in somebody's life but it's insane and I mean I can attest to this just from some of the messages that I've gotten about people's stories and it seriously can help change lives and save lives and and you're doing that and you being somebody that is embracing that and somebody that really is just looking to obviously normalize the topic of mental health is huge so i i truly do thank you for that yeah of course man. Mm -hmm. yeah and so i kind of want to almost even just bring it back to i think it was last week or a couple weeks ago i i want to say it was last week and obviously you kind of came out to social media and you were very open with some of your struggles and what almost even like what started that and where did kind of even when did all of your struggles kind of begin? Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, I, last week was, was definitely tough for me, but you know, when it, it really started for me, you know, stepping into social media and really just creating a bit more awareness, um, to you know throughout that platform it was probably i'd say two months ago um is when i first started like talking about it or sharing what was going on but you know 
the feelings I was having and still have, you know, I'd probably say that started um, kind of, I'd say like, you know, it really started to affect me in like that January mark, I'd say. So it's been about six months or so of, of kind of how it's, it's been affecting me more. Um, you know, so that was when I first kind of started thinking about it and realizing it where I wasn't okay. And, and I think for the longest time, I don't think the feelings I was having or have been having were new, but they just, they, they it was just different. They, they, I thought about it differently. I, I was affected by it differently. And, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to share some things of like, growing up that I've been able to identify um, as this kind of things that have made me who I am today that mm -hmm. you know I, I don't put blame as to why I'm going through what I'm going through and struggles but I think it's important to acknowledge the things that happened that, that had happened to me when I was growing up that are mm -hmm. now starting to show up a little bit more in, in the way I, I think and act and behave and um, and, um, you know, I think for the longest time for me, I just, I, I couldn't come to terms with myself that I was not doing okay. Uh, it was like this guilt that I, I carried that I, I always felt like, it's, you know, it's, this isn't me. Why am I you know, going to bed crying or why am I, um, getting in my car after work and, and breaking down. And it, it took a while for me to really come to terms with it because it took so long. I was just able to, to brush it aside. And, and, you know, so in January, it, you know, it kind of, it's kind of felt like a, like a quarter life crisis, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and when you hear people say like, uh, you know, they go through that midlife crisis and you're, and you're like, man, I wonder what that's like. And, you know, even when I started doing some research on mental health, it's like, you know, sometimes it shows up in people when they're, when they're kids and sometimes it shows up when they, you know, after the age of 24 and, and I'm 28 now. And I think like things started to collectively in my personal life, my career, um, you know, financially, uh, my relationships with people, it's just things kind of start, are all started to like, I don't want to say they crumbled, but they just started to hit all around at the same time. And, and then certain things triggered certain emotions, reactions that, that really just put me in such a deep, dark place that, um, you know, that's what's been triggering me since January. Um, mm -hmm. But I think this is something that I've dealt with longer than I've come to realization with. Like, yeah, since January, even that two months ago when I finally was able to to share it because it was something that I felt shame and embarrassment to do. Um, and it's such a cliche, but once you do those things and you share those emotions and share what you're feeling, the, the sense of relief I received, the weight off my shoulders uh, and the support I got from people that you know I'm close with and also people that I actually haven't had contact with in 10 years. Um, it was it was overwhelming, um, and it was amazing. But it also, I don't know. I I I I love the support I was getting, 
and you know, I messaged a hundred people one night and messaged them back and just you know, thank them for reaching out. And I know I still had this feeling that I was like, I was still guilty of doing it. Even after I felt the, the relief and the, the physical weight off my shoulders and, and the ability to, to almost breathe again, um, I still continuously told myself that um, I, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be this way. And it's like this inner battle with yourself that I just like, I had to acknowledge and I am acknowledging now that, you know, if you don't talk about it, you don't share it, you don't speak up. Uh, the, only, the only thing that's going to happen is you're just going to continue to find yourself in bad places and, and mentally you're just not going to show up for your friends and family and, and coworkers. But Ultimately, also, you're not, you're not going to be the best self and the, and the person that I know I can be. Um, so it's, it's kind of now starting to you know, coach and train my mind to talk to myself better. Um, I've, I've, I've kind of now gotten to a place where I've, I'll, yeah, let, let, let me just kind of give me context before I share why I say the things I do about myself in my own mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a hope you're okay with me going into it to kind of ramble, but. Uh, uh, no, absolutely. No, 100%. Um, yeah, and so, I, you know, I, I believe in being authentic and genuine and honest. And I think even to the point where my honesty may not, may not be, like some people may not like it, but I'd rather be authentic with those people um, so that I'm giving them who I am. I'm not trying to portray or, or come off as someone I'm not. Um, you know, so for me growing up and, you know, this is actually something that like a lot of my closest friends know about me, but mm -hmm. I don't think they, they know to the extent of like how it's affected me. But, you know, growing up, um you know my relationship with my dad um wasn't great um and you know just for context like i i it's not like i don't have love and admiration and, and i don't look up to my dad now and, and things like that but i think like i had to come to terms with how he raised myself you know i have an identical twin brother and and so we kind of went through things together uh, growing up and we have older sisters, but, you know, um, it, we, we had to go through it together. And, and so growing up, he was, you know, one, not, not a, he wasn't physically abusive. You know, there, was, there were times that like I, I was hit or I was beat up or anything like that. But the thing that, that really affected me and, you know, my brother as well and was just the verbal abuse that um, we'd received from him. Um, even the verbal abuse to my mom. And, um, you know, they're still together to this day. And he's really um, worked on himself and gone under medication. And, and, you know, for him, he, the way he was, he was raised was very similar. Um, so his dad was quite, you know, abusive in a way that uh, I think it just it it created this like it, it created something for him that 
when he got to a point where he'd be yelling at us, screaming at us, it, I don't, I actually don't think he knew what he was doing because it just was almost like it was like what he experienced growing up. So it's like you're unconscious. Like you don't even really know what you're doing and the effect you have on other people until, you know, you're yelling at someone. And so, you know, we went through that our, our childhood and, and, you know, even growing up in my teenage years, like um, some traumatic experiences that, you know, now I look at is like, uh, it's like scars that I have that I didn't realize I had um, and wounds that I, I didn't, didn't come to terms with, you know, um, like not physical wounds, but mental wounds of like things you see and experience as a kid that like start to shape you and how you are as a, as a person, as an adult. And, um, you know, there's been instances where I've looked up to my dad, um, but there's also instances that I've just resented him. And I, I, I wanted to protect my mom in that relationship. And there were many times that my mom would ask myself and my brother when we were growing up, like 10, 11 years old, like, do you want me to, um, do you want me to leave your dad? And, and the guilty part about it was that we always said no, because we didn't want you know, a family to be broken up. We, we wanted their parents to be together because we, you know, when you're growing up, you, you want to see, you, you want mom and dad to be there. You don't want uh, them to divorce. Right. So mm -hmm. it was like, we always pushed back, but then there was like times where I'm just like, you know, the strength that she had to, to ask her kids that question um, and to have us, you know, give Hey, we don't want we want that around even with everything going on so that that just it created some um some scars that uh um i'm still to this day trying to overcome and um you know my relationship with my dad now is i wouldn't say it's a it's an amazing relationship and, and it sucks to have that because you you know, I'm somebody who aspires to have kids one day and I, I can't wait to be a father and to think that my kids would feel that to me, towards me is like heartbreaking. It's, um, it's something that like I, I carry this like, man, like, I know he's, he's probably gone through a lot and he's now trying to make up for lost times, but it, it, it the damage was done and um, it, it's, it kind of, it, you know, getting into why I, I wanted to share that was like, it, it kind of created this, like the way I speak to myself, my confidence and my self-esteem, it, it's like, I'm constantly trying to build that back up because of, you know, my experiences and traumatic experiences with his abuse and his um, relationship with my mom growing up that like, I kind of get into a, in my own head where, I, I say like, you know, I, I'm not good enough or I'm, 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 you just, you speak to yourself in a way that, you know, it, it isn't reality, it isn't the truth, but you continuously tell yourself you're not good enough or you're not this and that, and that's who you, you start to become. And, and that for me, you know, certain triggers for my, you know, the way I've been, um, you know, the way I've been for the last six months and 
is that like, you know, I value you know, a loving partnership relationship with, with, you know, another person. And I don't have that right now. And um, it crushes me because I think seeing how my relationship with my parents was and how, you know, my dad's kind of the way he, he, he did things. Um, it's like, I, I read something the other day that like some people just like, they're, they're so, they're looking for someone to love them so badly because they need that validation to, to love themselves. And that's kind of where I'm at, where I, 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 I don't have that person, um, you know, not in a loving situation where you're your friends or your family, but like, you know, that, that person that you, you, your soulmate that you want to like do, do things and, and experience life with. And, and the fact that I don't have that right now and I'm constantly looking for that, it, it, it puts a lot of doubt and a lot of questions in my own ability to find love. And, um, and that's like been a trigger for me. Uh, and then all those other things of financial of, of um, you know, where, where I'm at in my life and, and trying to build your future. It's like, I, I'm just so, so lost in who I am right now that like, it feels like I, I uh, you know, I tell myself some days, I, I was driving home today, um, you know, across the Lionsgate Bridge, and I'm excited to come on this call and I'm really thinking about what I want to try and get out so that maybe if other people are feeling this way, it's like I, I thought to myself, like, man, I'm 28 years old, and, you know, when am I going to find the person to, to start this life that I aspire and I want to show love that I didn't receive or didn't see from my parents at times? Like when am when am I going to see that and when am I going to experience that and and then I start to resent work and I start to resent um, you know decisions I've made in the past year and two years with you know people that I now um, have a tremendous amount of love for but it's just the timing you know timing hasn't worked out and then I, I start to create this story in my head that like I'm not good enough for that person. And, and that's who I portray. So for me, it's like, I'm, I'm constantly battling my own self and it affects the way I show up to my friends, my family, and my coworkers. Um, and you know, for me to, to speak up, it's, it's really just, you know, not necessarily a call for help, but a, a opportunity for me to just get it out there and so that I can, can just start to build and work and move forward and and coach myself to to love myself again and, and be by self and and you know and, and then I, I hope that I can I can find that soulmate and find that person that I can share you know myself with and create lasting lifelong memories and um you know, uh, I'm a big believer in happiness, but I don't believe that everyone can find happiness in, in certain situations in life. I mean, things happen, um, you know, things that I want to look for is I want to be fulfilled. I want to be joy. I want to have joy in my life because those things aren't something that um, are obtained through, you know, you get a job promotion. You're super happy. You know, you're going to make more money. You're super happy. 
Um, you go out with your friends um, on a Friday night, you're super happy, but it's not lasting. It's not fulfillment. It's not joy you're feeling. It's just that minor or subtle happiness that doesn't last for, for forever. And, you know, I, 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 I do believe happiness is a choice, but uh, the decisions we make and, and how we decide to live our life will really decide if we're living a fulfilled, joyful life that, you know, you're, you're proud of and you're, 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 you just, your exuberance, the way you talk about, you know, your, where you are in life and who you're with and uh, you're just, you're just proud of it because, you know, happiness comes and goes and you can, you can find the, the, your soulmate and then, then that person doesn't work out and now you're not happy. So I hope that makes sense. I, I, I sometimes try to rationalize it in my mind, but um, yeah, I, I just- No, it, it makes a total lot, sense. a lot out there. But, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. No, like, well, first and foremost, obviously I thank you for, for sharing sharing that bit of your past. I, I know it's, it's never easy to share, share those hardships from your past and, and to basically redig those up. And obviously it's, it's been a pressing topic on your mind, but even then just actually expressing it and talking about it. And obviously on a public platform like this, it's never easy. And I just obviously thank you for that. And I just, I mean, like there's certain things that I can definitely relate to from that end as well. And, um, but before I kind of talk about that, I do want to talk about even just the last little statement that you made about happiness. And I kind of totally agree. Like you can, you can definitely create your own happiness or create happiness for you. And I think, um, the tough part though, is, is feeling almost like solitude in your life and, and just constant gratitude and even a a form of bliss where it's just like at the end of every single day you 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 are happy like you're I guess you're I would say happy or or you at least feel joy and um you just it's just it's very almost peaceful and I I think that's something obviously even like you said but I think that's something that we kind of all hope for and and long for and and I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's, that's truly what we want and whether it's with somebody or not with somebody or, or however it goes and whatever we want for our life, I think if like obtaining that is, or will be like such an amazing, amazing feeling. And, um, but again, it, it definitely is. It's so tough when we look at that and look at life and even in, in these years when it's like things start to you think you have all the time in the world, but things start to move a little faster than they seem. And obviously, <coughs> excuse me, obviously like still so young and still have so much to experience. But at the same time, there's, it's just funny how, how we can kind of look at that and, and think we have a million years ahead of us. And then all of a sudden it's like kind of blank and it's like, holy shit, we just, where, where did the time kind of go? And obviously we'll keep saying that as life goes on and the older we get, we'll always keep, keep telling ourselves that we're super young. And um, I think it is a great way to live, but at the same time, it is, 
I just, I really do relate to kind of everything that you're saying. And I even had that conversation with myself yesterday, just talking about people in my life and kind of what I aspire to have. And, and I almost had to like talk myself back. I was like, Whoa, like, do you, do you really want this in your life right now? Or like, what do you really want? So it's kind of one of those things where obviously it's kind of a back and forth situation, but no, I, I totally agree. And I, I know so many other people will agree with you and see exactly where you're coming from as well. I just, it's such a relatable topic and I, I think everyone has their own take on it, but I just totally, totally agree with you on that. Um, but I do want to ask you though, or I guess redirect it in the sense of kind of like how redigging up some of those past experiences can be tough and how some of those past experiences can almost play somewhat of a detriment on our life, but more so can kind of stand in the way of some things or it can make us act in certain ways or, or even just disrupt some of our, our happiness or our joy, or even just, again, like our solitude and just feeling comfortable. And um, when we spoke uh, yesterday, we talked about hockey and how that was, that was the topic that even the sports in general, but that was a topic that um, you found almost pressing and something that you kind of wanted to touch on. And I, almost even just want to hear your take on that and how, how it kind of impacted you and maybe even your, your process or your journey with mental health. Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up playing, playing any competitive sport that you you can. And, you know, with, like I said, with me having an identical twin brother, like that's, you know, you think about having a friend that you're competitive with, but try having someone who's, who's genetically DNA wise, the exact same. And, uh, you know, we so we played the same sports, and, and so that competitive was a competitive drive was always there. Um, yeah, but you know, in in a sports, in any sport, you know, there's a certain expectation that you know you, you people have, and especially as you get out of, you know, say for me in minor hockey, going to junior hockey, where they're starting to you start to like there's there's things on the line um, for your performance, and you know, and, and in my experiences, it's like I wasn't I wasn't able to, you know, really express how, how I was feeling um, because of the worry that uh, um, I may be judged, maybe uh, looked at as like you can't handle the pressure. You know, in sports, it's it's all about handling that pressure moments and and showing up when you need to. And and so for me, I just I never felt comfortable bring it up because of the way I thought it would be perceived and and you know when you when you're in a competitive sport like you you're trying to outdo the, the person next to you and, and and earn your ice time in hockey or just earn your earn your take on the team and and so talking about how you are feeling and not being okay is just is something that just isn't it's not it's not normal in that setting because of those thoughts that people have like if I say something uh, you know how is it going to be perceived um, by my teammates by my coaches so that was always something I struggled with and I just I just kept everything in and um, you know I I don't think I was in the same mental place as I am today but there were definitely times where I, I wasn't okay but I I just was able to bottle it up and tight put it into a tight ball and bury it somewhere deep inside me that like you know, you'd never find out about it, but it was always there. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just the consistent burying those feelings and those thoughts and, and trying to push it aside so that whatever you may be doing, you know, it doesn't have to be sports anymore. It could be your work life. It could be around your boss. Like you, you actually don't want to open up because again, you, you're, you know, in my job, I'm responsible for a ton of people. Um, I'm responsible. A lot of people look up to me. And so um, to, for me to, to say like, Hey, I'm actually not okay. Um, it's difficult to do um, because of the way you know you tell yourself how it's going to be perceived. And I think what I have now learned is like it's it's the complete opposite of what you perceive is is complete opposite. You know the amount of support I got from my coworkers, my boss, you know, uh, people reaching out to me who are you know within the same um, industry. It's like it was the complete opposite of what I thought I would get. Um, and the support and just the, the overall, the, the, the power of speaking up because there's probably a ton of people out there in that sports setting or in that work life setting where you are feeling those things and you don't, don't feel like you're able to talk about it because of what you think may happen, but you're actually holding yourself back in getting the support you have and can get from from those people um, and just you know the strength it takes to talk about your mental health and, and how you're not okay it's so much more powerful than holding it holding it in and you know, maybe not showing up the best way you possibly can because you're, you're really not your best self and so that that being authentic and genuine about how you're feeling um, will create and open more doors than you actually think were possible um you know it doesn't doesn't make it doesn't make it go away but it it opens up possibilities and doors and and conversations that you know can can create change for myself and can change for others and you know now i i you know i had a conversation with an employee today where you know from the outside it was like she didn't come in for a shift and you know in, in in any work setting it's like it's not okay but when i started digging it's like no she's like she went she's kind of struggling through mental health and so i had to take a second to like take that in because my initial approach was like i need you to show up and if you don't show up you know you don't work here but then hearing that she struggles with mental health it's like you know like, hey like let's take off the, the, the manager boss hat and let's put on this like, are you okay? How can I help? You know, if you need to talk to somebody, let me know. But, but just simply not knowing those things and having someone communicate that, um, it just changes perspective for everybody. And I'm sure there's uh, people that are uh, afraid to go to their boss with how they're feeling, especially coming out of, you know, where some people may be off work for months through COVID or, um, just never really like thought about expressing like it, it'll make a huge difference in, uh, in, in just expressing that with your with your bosses with your friends with your family but yeah it's kind of kind of my journey with like sports and how it's it has still translated into to work you know mm-hmm. your your coach in hockey is now your your boss uh, at work um, and your playing time is you know the position you you are in that in that role and 
and and how you continue to progress and move up. So mm-hmm. um, it all had it has similarities. It's just people tend to separate it uh, or still continue to separate it, uh, whether it's not saying anything when you're in that sport, which I didn't, and then getting into work work and saying like, you know, I still can't say anything. Like nobody know nobody can know that I'm not okay and that I'm feeling depressed that I I get home at six o'clock and get into bed and shut the lights off and, and hope that like, tomorrow's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Until I finally just fucking took over and was able to like acknowledge that I wasn't okay and that, you know, yeah, it, it wasn't easy to, to share it on social media, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, and, and my last post that you know, you're talking about was, you know, a lot of the feelings I was having was I just didn't, again, getting into that, like, deprived of just wanting to be loved. I, I didn't, I was telling myself that nobody loved me and that I was a burden to others. It just, it just created, I created this story that, you know, isn't a reality. And, you know, it, it creates, like, worry from your friends and family and people are reaching out to you, like, hey, like, what's going on? And I think, you know, that post for me really hit hard because I, I felt so powerless in how I was, um, you know, acting and behaving and thinking uh, that it actually like, it, it's crazy. Like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't move. Um, trying to think about, you know, saying anything, doing anything. Like it, it almost seemed impossible. It was like, I was physically paralyzed and then mentally paralyzed. So I couldn't process a thought. And, and then that's when I just kind of grabbed my phone. And I was like, man, like, I got I to gotta at least get this out right now because if I keep staying like this, like it's, I'm not going to be okay. And, you know, when I, when I spoke to my sister, both my sisters, you know, and, and talked to a friend of mine, it was like, they, they said to me, like, hey, like, you know, I want you to be able to reach out to me whenever you want. I'm always here for you. And, and what I told them is like, Sometimes you, you can't, you don't, you don't know how to. And like, it's, it's like the, the anxiety and the depression just like crippling your mind where you, you know that they have the intention that they will listen. But I just couldn't come to terms with how I was going to even communicate it because I was just so like paralyzed that I couldn't, I couldn't speak up. And so, you know, I ended up, it, it creates like, you know, my my family and my friends like they like well you know he's not reaching out to me like why isn't he why can't you know he just call me instead of posting something and you know i just said to him like i i i just didn't know how um and that's something i think probably a lot of people go through is you know you know the support is there but you just keep telling yourself that you're you're not you're not you don't matter you you're a burden to others um you're not loved by anybody which isn't reality. And then also you just, you, you don't know how to reach out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's what, what mental health for me has been so, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I think like when people get to the point where they're, you know, starting to think about, is this, can I, can I keep going? Um, you know, you know, getting into like thinking about, if, if this is it kind of thing and 
those are some dark thoughts. And mm -hmm. I, I think if anybody's thought about, you know, even just using the word suicide, it, it's tough for me to talk about because, you know, a lot of times you come out of those thoughts and you're like, man, like, what am I doing? But you, you have them and you have to acknowledge that they're there. And even though it may hurt your friends and your family for them to hear that, you know, I, I, I think it has to be acknowledged because the only way you're going to, you're going to get better or that I'm going to get better is that I at least acknowledge and take, take responsibility for what's going on in my head. Um, Cause nobody can really see it. Cause I'll, I'll try to, you know, I, I won't, it's not like I, I'm walking up to everybody and saying, Hey, I, I, I don't feel good. You know, the cliche question that when you walk into a work where you walk in and someone says, like, hey, how you doing? And even if you're not good, your just automatic reaction is, I'm good. Because you just, you, how, do you, how do you get into it? How do you even open that up? Um, and so that's the thing that I'm sure, you know, a lot of people just like, well, of course, Eric's okay. Like, he always tells me he's good. But, you know, there's more to it that... Uh, I think now I'm realizing I, you know, there's a time and a place, but you know, if, if the, if I need support or if I need to talk about it, I, 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 I gotta get out of that. I'm good mentality and, and talk about it because, um, it, the last six months of really where it's affected me so deeply and, um, you know, I can't, I don't want by the next six months to be the same way or the next, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a person to, to try to look too far ahead mm -hmm. because I, I am a person that, you know, you know, what you choose to do today will be what uh, defines you tomorrow. So, you know, what, what I, what I say, like, I'm, I'm going to be happy, fulfilled, enjoy all these things in 10 years. I fucking hope so. But I'm not going to get there by saying that in 10 years, I'm going to be happy. I have to say that today I'm going to be happy. And, and, mm -hmm. and tomorrow my, I'm, I'm going to be fulfilled. And that I, I have to start to talk to myself differently in order for my, to change my, my behaviors um, and the way I view myself. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. It's literally just, it's almost like, the very cliche saying it's it's kind of like you just you compound one percent every single day and as cliche as it is it's just it's so so true because if you're just seeking to be one percent happier you're doing one percent more for yourself every single day i think i think it in the end of it all you you're gonna be happy or i i just i think you'll be like I, I just truly believe that. Like if you're compounding 1% every single day, there's no way that in 10 years, your life isn't exactly what you want it to be, you know, or at least pretty damn close. And I, I think that's, um, that's something that, again, it's cliche, but it's very powerful. And I think that's, it's just a great way to almost live and to, like you said, take it every single day and to, to make it a targeted goal that every single day you're going to basically live in the present as opposed to just saying like, I will be happy 
when this happens or I will be happy when that happens and just constantly just waiting for something to happen in the future. I just, I, I think we, we tend to drive ourselves nuts when we think like that. And most of the time it doesn't really come true because we're not, we're not really living in the now and we're not making sure that it will happen because again, we're not living in the now. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, just to end on that, it's like, you know, I think we, we often times, like you said, waiting, you wait for something or when you hear someone say like, you know, you know everything happens for a reason. Um, and sometimes you can take that as a literal, like, well, I'm just going to wait for something to happen because if everything happens for a reason, then I shouldn't have to, to change something. But it's like, it, for me, it's like, no, I, I have to, I have to love myself. I have to, um, you know, look at myself in the mirror and be fucking so happy about who I am. And, and that needs to happen first. And I need to work towards that before I can expect or have something happen that's going to make me happy in 10 years. Um, so I think that's just a big thing that like, when I hear that saying, it's like, I get it. I understand it. And sometimes people say like, hey, you know, if it's when they meet their significant other that they end up building a life together, it's like there's always a story that they weren't looking for it or it came out of nowhere. And when you know, you know. But I think what you don't hear is that they were in a good place themselves, that they were allowed to, they allowed themselves to showcase who they are and what's the great qualities about them. So if you, if you're, if, you know, for me, I, if I'm stuck, I'm not okay, but I'm just waiting for like that finally, that something to come, someone to come and like, almost like storybook movie, sweep me off my feet and like, give me a great one liner. then I'm just always going to be disappointed. Uh, and I will never feel, truly find you know, what, what I, what I will find, you know, what will bring me happiness and fulfillment mm-hmm. and joy. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have a couple just little questions for you. So it would kind of be um, for anyone that is struggling or will encounter any form of struggle, like what would be kind of your biggest type of advice for them? You know, I would say, and it's kind of in line with like, a, a, it's not even really a quote. I think it's just, it's two words that I, I now I'm just like, trying to live by is, is just fall forward um you know we, we have to take a lot of risks and we take we do a lot of things in life and um if you're constantly feeling like you're falling back like you're 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 never going to be able to move forward so if you're going to fall please fall but fall forward and and at least you know what's in front of you um you know when people fall backwards um they kind of they're they don't know what how to, how to keep going or what, what's the next move in front of them. But if you fall forward, even if you do fall, uh, at least you know where, where, you, where you need to be. Um, so I look at that two words, fall forward. It's like, you know, I, I, may, I may still struggle, but uh, I, I, I see what's in front of me. I don't see, I don't look what's behind me anymore. Um, you know, and talking and sharing kind of my experiences with my, my, my dad and growing up, like if I keep hanging on to that and keep falling back and coming back to that, then I'm, I'm never going to come to terms with what I need to, to do for myself. So, so yeah, I, I'd say if you're going to fall, just fall forward and, and just keep, 
keep taking the risks and keep pushing yourself and be okay to, to, to fail sometimes or to not you know, have a setback, but just falling in that forward motion. Not, I don't think literally, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> Never picture, yourself, picture yourself and the next time you go through something tough, like think about it in the context of like, what do I see in front of me still? What's, what's, what's driving me? Not what, what just happened. You know, maybe you, your relationship ended. Um, you know, you, you didn't get the job promotion you wanted. It's like you can, you can put a lot of blame on those things as to why you're not happy and feeling depressed. But if I don't just see what's in, like live and wake up and say, this is what's in front of me, um, that I, I don't think I'll ever get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and just out of curiosity, kind of even for myself, like, um, in terms, and maybe this will help other people as well, but in terms of like for yourself, like what would you say, um, is almost even kind of like your next steps in, in the sense of like allowing yourself to, to let go of some of that past and, and like, what are some things that you may, might even utilize in order to try to overcome some of that, some of those past struggles? You know, it's something that I have never been able to do because of how I, still the fear, but, you know, really clearing it up with my dad uh, is a big thing that I'm looking to do um, because I see the much effort he puts into kind of trying to rebuild something that, you know, was broken and, and I just need to to be honest with him about what it's, what it's done to me. I don't want to say that it's like, this is your fault, but these are the things, these are the scars that for the longest time, I I just kept putting Band-Aids over and I wouldn't let it heal. Um, and I just need to, to release that. Uh, um, release that, like what what's what kind of effect it had on me i need to release that so i can move forward from that and and know that you know the person i say that i am because of that it's not true and it's not the reality and and if i can come to terms with that peace with that i that that that'll help me keep moving forward um so that's one thing that i i know i need to do and i think if anybody has that person in their life where they're uh they just they haven't been able to really truly go to get to peace with it. Like I'd encourage you to try it because it's what I need to do. It's something that I known I needed to do, but I just have never found the courage to do it. Um, but I know I won't move forward unless I do. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, for me, I, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, I have some really good days and days where I'm like really getting ahead of it. And I'm, I'm like, wow, like, I'm really, I'm, I can see the, see the see the end of the tunnel and I'm, I'm, I'm almost through it but then and, you know something happens a trigger happens where you feel like you're back to where you where you started so for me it's 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 being okay with having those bad days but just not allowing myself to to get into my own head and talking to myself and when i when i tell myself i'm not good enough or that you know no one will no one wants to be with me or all these things that a lot of people talk about I need to I need to be able to identify it and um, basically change the way I speak to myself. Um, you know, I I've shared my story about my dad in a in a work thing once where I did 
what we call it, it's a pre-shift and you kind of like do like a, you know, it can be a powwow speech or it can just be something that you want to connect with people on. And I, I really did talk about, um, you know, talking to yourself and, and, and it sounds cliche, but like actually talking to yourself in the mirror and, and telling yourself and being, you know, yeah, you're, the, the person you spend every day with is yourself if you think of it that way and you're always constantly thinking and you're you know there's i think i don't know the stat but like you, i think you have like i don't know if it's a million i could be wrong uh but it's like you have a million times times you make a million decisions or you have thoughts so there's so many things that come up every single day in your own head so if you don't t- start talking to yourself um and i don't mean to say that in a way where you're you know, in public talking to yourself out loud, but it's just like <laughs> internally talking to yourself and telling yourself when you have these thoughts that like, no, it's not, that's not who you are. That's not, it's not who you are uh, going to become. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, um, who you are today is what, what defines you tomorrow. So uh, why not at least be, be happy with your today, regardless of what's happening in your life because I've, I've almost played the victim card so far where I, I've always found something that just is why, is, is the reason the way I am. It is the reason the, the way I am and it's not, that's not true. Um, because if you always, always constantly play yourself as the victim, you'll always mm-hmm. find a reason or an excuse to say that this is why I'm not here. This is why I'm not the way I wanted to be or the way I inspired to be. So, yeah, I hope, I hope that's like, that's, that for me is what I'm working on uh, to get to get through it. Um, you know, I, I, I am looking into counseling. I think the, the one thing with counseling that has always been a struggle for me, it's just like, it's, it's actually just like setting it up and getting in there and sitting and doing those things. It's like, the, it's the process that has always been the hardest thing for me and it's still the hardest thing, you know? Uh, it's like when someone wants to go to, the, they want to be physically fit. It's not the fact of getting to like, sorry, working out, it's getting to the gym, it's getting yourself out of bed. So for me, it's the process and setting it up and, and you know, I have resources that I'm looking to do, but counseling is something that I think is also one of those things you, you try to talk to yourself and say like, you know, how did I get here? Why am I at this point? But it's not, it's not a bad thing that I, I, I need to get counseling or I need to talk to somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It's more powerful to, to acknowledge it than to try to avoid it because you don't want to be known as a person who goes to a therapist or talks about their feelings with somebody. Uh, it's okay to, as guys too, you know, and that stigma that we're, we, we have to be a certain way and, uh, people don't expect guys to be overly uh, sensitive and talk about their feelings, but man, I think that's probably one of the things that I value the most about who I am today is that I'm not afraid to tell you how I'm feeling and, and to be um, emotional, sensitive, um, because I think a lot of people don't don't want don't want people to see that side because of how they may think of them so Mm -hmm. absolutely no so powerful like just your story everything that you've said is just it's incredible like honestly like i could applaud you for for all of it and for coming on like 
is just there's so much and everything that you said everything that you touched on there's just obviously you can see the sincerity behind it and you can see the passion behind it and the fact that you truly are doing it because you want to help other people and you you obviously want to help yourself as well and you want to you want to make sure that nothing gets left unsaid and I think that's that's so important and that's what we should do is we should never hold back and I mean the biggest thing for me and it all like it brought a big smile to my face is when you're talking about how the best thing you have to do is obviously like to overcome those past struggles is to obviously confront them and confront your dad and that is like that's something that for every single last person that listens they need to acknowledge that that seriously is like the best way to overcome anything um i actually just had one of those experiences last week myself and i can physically say it was the most freeing and um definitely kind of like emotional but in all the right ways and it was just it was one of those things where you do it and you confront it and it's like holy shit like this is this is this this is amazing and it is it, anytime that you can confront anyone or any problem or any struggle i think it is it's very very beneficial and it it benefits the rest of your life because i don't know anyone that truly wants to to live with things that are pressing on them at all times and taking away from their joy and happiness i think we need to do the things that will will nip those negative things in our life and and we need to take action on our lives and we need to really make sure that we're always being mindful of of what's impacting us in positive positive and negative ways and um obviously you're one that seems to be doing that quite well so it's it's pretty amazing to see thanks man yeah yeah i appreciate the opportunity to, to jump on i mean i this is something that I actually was like, man, like, you know, if I could create a platform where I could, you know, talk about these things, it's like, man, like what a difference I can make. You know, I even thought about it with my work. I was like, you know, same thing I said, like, you know, you don't want to go to your boss or you don't, you're ashamed to go to counseling, but like mm -hmm. having someone that you can you know, and work in my work where like, it's like, I want to reach out to like partners and, and other leaders in the company. And it's like, Hey, like, you know, give me a call. Like, let's talk. Um, because a lot of times people just don't know that that, that option is there. And, and I, I was one of them. I, you know, it, yeah, I think the sense of relief I have right now sitting in this table talking to you and just like releasing this out to, to just share like, you know, this is who I am and, and this is who I, I, this is how I'm trying to overcome certain things. It's, everyone has a card or cards that they've been dealt but you know it doesn't need to define who you are um to your to your future self like it just um, everybody wants to be happy everyone wants to to have the the white picket fence the two kids the <laughs> golden retriever the the wife like all those things like you you talk about it but there's a process that comes with that and, and the biggest thing that i think i'm coming to terms with is is that you you got to be your best self and love yourself so that you can bring in that joy and happiness of, of starting a family and and you know achieving things that that you you've set out as as we've all probably set out to do 
um, and be okay with, like I said, not, not maybe not always getting there, uh, but falling forward into a sense where you, you know where you're headed and it's a, it's a much better way to, to at least tackle the things that you want to as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if, if somebody does want to reach out to you and talk to you or even just comment on, on the story and your story, um, where could they, where could they formally kind of reach you at? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, social media is, is always a, a platform. Mm -hmm. My social media is basically just my full name, Eric Shore on Instagram. Um, you know, but also, you know, I'm, uh, I'm open for a phone call too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm living in Vancouver. I still got a phone number, born and raised mm. there. So uh, sometimes people, uh, I get, they call me and they see the phone and they almost don't pick up. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to share that too because, you know, if it means picking up the phone and, and talking to somebody and just hearing them out or hearing their story or relating to them in any way, it's like, man, I, I, that's, the, that's the joy and that's the fulfillment that I want to have my life knowing that i can at least share my story and also impact other people that that may be going to something similar so mm -hmm. absolutely no I, I seriously once again i i thank you so much for for coming on the podcast sharing your story and truly making a difference and just proven obviously that it's okay to speak up it's okay to have struggles and and there's no shame in it and it doesn't define who you are and it obviously definitely doesn't define where you're going to end up and yeah seriously with from the bottom of my heart i just i thank you so much for for coming on today yeah i appreciate it man really do mm -hmm. absolutely okay well you have a you have a great rest of your night and, and enjoy enjoy your dinner and enjoy your your company i think i think that's awesome and i i, I truly hope you have a great rest of your night thanks lucas appreciate it man. of course yeah, of course. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Struggle Creates Strength. I hope you enjoyed Eric's story and I highly encourage you to reach out to him and have any form of conversation with him. He's somebody who says that he will 100% be open and willing to have any form of conversation with you. So just reach out to him, utilize him as a resource because he's an amazing person to talk to. Now, if you do want to reach out to me or potentially come on the podcast, you are more than welcome to at Struggle Create Strength on both Instagram and Facebook. Or you can also reach me on my website at strugglecreatestrength.com. All podcasts are posted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and additional posts are posted on Facebook, on Instagram as well. Now, again, I always just have to say a big thank you to everyone who continues to listen, who continues to share the podcast via word of mouth, on social media, in every which way possible, because you truly are making a difference. Obviously, you're making a difference in my life, but you're also making a difference in a lot of other people's lives. You're making it normal to talk about this, and we're getting there. One step at a time, one episode at a time, we are getting there. We are we're truly starting to normalize the topic of mental health, and we're starting to acknowledge that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to speak up when you do struggle. And like I always say, you have no, no idea who may be struggling. It could be the person sitting next to you. It could be the person sitting across from you at your dinner table in your own house. It could be anyone that is around you on any given day and you have no idea because when those doors close at the end of the day, a lot of people are encountering a lot of different struggles. 
So I highly encourage you to keep that in mind and even if you don't share it via social media, even if you don't do anything from a social media aspect, just talk about it, share it with somebody else via word of mouth. I seriously, seriously appreciate those people who do because you are making a massive difference in people's lives and you're also giving them hope. You're showing that it's okay to have these struggles and ultimately, and I'm not just saying this, ultimately you are potentially giving somebody a second chance at life. Because I've had people reach out to me saying that the podcast has seriously saved their life. It has saved their life. And that's because of you. That's because of all of you that are sharing the story, all of you that are sharing your own story, and ultimately just everyone that's sharing the message behind Struggle Creates Strength, which is everyone has a story and ultimately it's okay to struggle. So now with all that, I just wanna say a huge massive thank you to wrap it all up and we'll see you next Monday for another Mindset Monday. Hope you have a great day and just remember, everyone has a story. Oh.